Hello, I'm James Jacobson in Maui, Hawaii. And I'm Caroline Winter in Adelaide, Australia. Welcome to Dog Edition, the first show designed for you to listen to while you walk your dogs. Jim, we're all in need of something to smile about right about now. Yes. And what could be better than a bundle of pink goodness? Pink goodness? Well, I don't think anything could be better than that. And on this episode, we're going to meet Piglet who is Pink Goodness personified. (laughs) Piglet is the deaf, blind, pink puppy who is teaching children and adults all about a positive Piglet mindset. You'll find out about that in a moment. We'll also have the latest hound headlines and we're also going to take a look at how your personality type relates to how you make decisions around cancer treatment for your dog. So if you love dogs as much as we do, pause what you're doing, leash up your pup, and let's take a walk because we've got a lot to talk about on today's episode of Dog Edition. Hey Pepper, want to go for a walk? Before we get started, Carol, let's visit the hydrant where, you know, not too long ago, we had a story on Dog Edition about the exciting life of a pet detective in Florida. And it was a really interesting piece Mm. that, that we did. But I have found another type of pet detective, a pet detective that uses high technology and He does it in England. He's actually a former police officer named Phil James. He's retired from the police force right now. He's in central England. And his retirement, he is doing drone pilot work. You know what that is? Mm -hmm. Yes, we very fortunately have one to play with. Oh, you have a drone. Yeah. That's cool. I, I don't have one of those drones. One of those drones interrupted me last week when I was meditating. I looked up and there was this like drone flying over my head, which was a little weird. It sounds like a mosquito. Mosquito, doesn't it? It's like I thought it was a mosquito and I looked mm. up. So anyway, this former police officer, his day job is being a drone pilot for like roofing companies and real estate agents. But what he's doing in his continuation of his work to, to basically be a pet detective is he is using it to find lost dogs. What a great idea. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. He has this really sophisticated one that has thermal imaging. So he can use the thermal imaging to basically do the same thing that a police helicopter would do. And he says it can find a rabbit in a bush from 70 meters in the air. So it is very powerful. So far, he has found 47 dogs, 17 this year, using his drone. And people in the community have chipped in to make sure that he has the best equipment. So that is a high-tech pet detective. That is remarkable. And so does he charge for this or is he doing it out of the no. goodness of his heart? He's doing it out of the goodness of his heart. And uh, oh. and so far he's found 47 dogs. And so that's pretty cool. That's a really good number. I think pet detectives better watch out. He might well be putting them <laughs> out of right. business. Just, I'll just send out the drone. And he can do it really quickly too. Of course. Because obviously, you know, between the thermal imaging and just being up in the air, you can cover a lot of distance quickly. Oh, wow. Well, I want to take you from missing dogs to uh, dogs popping up where they're probably not supposed to. Um, We know. with so. Where is a dog not supposed to pop up? Good point, actually. Take that back. But we know with so many people working from home during the pandemic, our idea of the workplace has changed not a little but a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've all seen those hilarious moments when kids or pets sneak through the back of a Zoom call which of course go viral and give us all a good laugh and we all nod knowingly because we've all had that happen almost. Mm -hmm. 
So being a dog lover, my favourite of these has to be a recent weather report. It was only a couple of weeks ago from the Canadian news outlet Global Toronto. I'm not sure if you saw this one. No, I have not. So Anthony Farnell, who is the trusty weatherman, for Global Toronto. He is known for bringing his dog Storm, appropriately named, to <laughs> I work. Like that. Yeah, yeah. And he actually, he's a miniature groodle like Harvey. So in the US, you would call them a golden doodle. Mm-hmm. But um, so when I saw it, I was straight away, I was struck. I was like, there's my dog in front of the weather. And this is what happened. It was just a couple of weeks ago, as I said, Storm the weather dog was looking for treats while Anthony was talking through the weekend weather for all of his trusty viewers and uh, Storm popped into the set. And so the green screen, which obviously shows what's happening with the weather and the squalls and, you know, the rain and the temperatures, and there's Storm just wandering around looking for treats on the floor. And it was for a good couple of minutes. The video is absolutely delightful. And can I just say, Anthony did not miss a beat. He just carried on and threw the occasional treat to Storm as well. And I I went searching because I thought he looked too casual and too comfortable about all of this. And I found that in 2012, Storm had actually had his first appearance during a news bulletin and it is so well worth watching. We'll put it in the show notes. Here is the newsreader of the day um, sitting there reading what was a quite a serious news story and a bit like Fozzie Bear, this dog <laughs> pops up. And I think at the time he was about a year old and it's just gorgeous. Well, we will put links in today's show notes that looks like something fun to check out after you listen to the podcast. <laughs> We're going to take a break right now. But when we come back, Pamela Lawrence joins us with a story about a very special pink pooch. Stay tuned. And now a message from your dog. Every day with you is like a day at the beach. And I want as many beach days as possible. I want to run and sniff and find a good stick to carry. I want to roll in the grass and warm my belly in the sun. I want to walk with you, run with you, sleep with you, eat with you. And when I eat with you, I want Everpup. The green grassy beef liver spiked smell wakes my senses. You may not realize this, but it tastes like homemade gravy, especially when you wet it. It infuses any food you give me with health and life and vibrancy. I can feel it. Everpup traveling to every cell in my body, nourishing each one. Does it roll back time? Of course not. Not really. But it helps me feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm so glad you're giving it to me every day. Because every day, I'm so glad to be with you. I'm so grateful to be your dog and for the ever pup you give me. So now that you know what your dog wants, get Everpup, the ultimate dog supplement. Everpup is available in select pet shops and on Amazon. But to get the best price possible, join the Everpup Club at everpupclub.com where you'll get your first jar for just $8 with free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Go to everpupclub.com and use the discount code DPN. That is everpupclub.com. Everpup every day. Welcome back to Dog Edition. Pam, would you say that you have a piglet mindset? Huh, piglet? Like uh, piglet from Winnie the Pooh? Mm. 
Well, okay, wait. In the morning, the first thing I do say to myself is, I wonder what's going to happen exciting today. You know, that's something Piglet says, right? Ah, actually, that sort of sounds like one of my favorite books of all time, The Death of Piglet by, by Benjamin Hoff. But that is not the piglet I'm talking about. This story is about a totally different piglet. This piglet belongs to veterinarian Dr. Melissa Shapiro. It's a, a heartwarming story about love and empathy, kindness, including all of the things that are so important right now in the world and important to kids as well as adults. Once upon a time, there was a blind, deaf, and very pink little puppy who needed a home. I went to pick him up, and it was quite a nightmare because he was screaming. Hang on. Let's start at the very beginning. Piglet was pulled from a hoarding situation by Dr. Gloria Andrews, who's a veterinarian and founder of Colbert Veterinary Rescue Services in Georgia. The group uses a retrofitted RV to transport rescue animals to places where they have a better chance of being adopted. She reached out to her friend in Connecticut, Dr. Melissa Shapiro, who continues the story. She sent me a note and said, oh, she has this little one-pound blind puppy who is probably a double dapple. He's a dachshund chihuahua mix. And did I know someone who would be a good fit for him? He needed a home. Dr. Shapiro agreed to foster the puppy. How much trouble can a one-pound puppy be? He couldn't see. He can't hear. And he didn't really know what to expect. Dr. Shapiro and her husband already had six dogs at their home when they agreed to foster Piglet. They had no intention of keeping him, of course, only taking care of him until they found an appropriate placement. He's very smart. He's very active. Everyone who applied to adopt him thought that he was going to ride around in a little sack. He wasn't interested in that. Once the decision to keep Piglet was made, Dr. Shapiro set to work on training him. And praise for the dog and his ability to follow teachings and instincts. Well, maybe not military training. Okay, but how do you go about training a blind and deaf puppy to, I don't know, say sit, which is usually one of the first things you teach a dog, right? Just like any other dog, you use a food lure treats to put the nose up in the air, and then the butt goes down, and now they're sitting. Once you do that a few times, you're rewarding them for that behavior, and you mark it. And once it's marked, you can either speak the word or give a hand signal for the word, or you can tap the dog. So that's what I did. So tapping the dog like that is called a tap signal. Literally no difference than teaching a a dog who can see and hear. You're just touching him instead of speaking to him. Piglet does rely on the three senses he does have, touch, taste, and, of course, smell. But he uses his nose to keep himself oriented and really engaged in his world. He's a very happy dog. He's fresh on the scent of something that smells like trouble. And how about the Shapiro's other six dogs? How do they all get along? But sometimes he'll he'll be running and he'll smash into them. But they know that's who he is and they know that's what he's going to do. They definitely know that he's different and they definitely accept him for who he is, which is part of our educational program. So this is where we circle back to Piglet's Mindset? Yep. In the summer of 2017, Dr. Shapiro connected with a truly innovative third grade teacher from Massachusetts. The teacher, Ms. Trisha Frigault, I think that's how you say it, very French, has been following Piglet on Facebook and was planning to use his video to teach growth mindset 
to our students. And what is growth mindset? Basically, that's where the students believe they can get smarter. They understand it can be achieved through effort. Based on that principle, and Piglet as a prime example, she coined the phrase Piglet Mindset and created a curriculum around that. Which I understand now has expanded and also includes lessons in acceptance, inclusion, empathy, and kindness. You know, when we decided to adopt Piglet, he needed to have a purpose because I didn't want another lap dog. So I said he's going to have a productive, meaningful life. And so far he has. Piglet merchandise raises money for a number of rescue groups across the USA, and his Piglet mindset educational materials have been used to inspire core growth principles by teachers and students and parents and by others in the community. Piglet learned how to face his challenges with a positive attitude despite his limitations. And Dr. Shapiro's lesson from Piglet is? Piglet has probably reinforced in me uh, recommending and encouraging people to adopt animals, especially animals with disabilities. Which I understand are very difficult to place. They are, and Piglet is so inspiring. If you haven't seen it, you have to check out Dr. Shapiro's Instagram feed on Piglet. You will fall in love with those pictures. We have a, <laughs> a link to that in our show notes. Yes. We will be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back. This episode, we're doing something a little different. In place of talking about a new dog-loving podcaster or YouTuber, we're taking a look at a fascinating topic that we're covering on one of Dog Podcast Network's sister shows. That's right, Caro. On Dog Cancer Answers, we are discussing how your individual personality type can affect the decisions that you make when your dog is sick. And this doesn't apply just to cancer, but really any ailment that your dog may be having. In his book, The Dog Cancer Survival Guide, Dr. Damien Dressler discusses the three main personality types, referred to simply as A, B, and C. But in this conversation, we tease that out a little bit further and explain why it matters and what it means and how to determine which personality type you are. Now, to do this teasing out, I spoke with the editor of the book and someone who I know quite well, my wife, Molly Jacobson. Here's a clip from that conversation. Well, over the years, it's occurred to me that type, quote, A, people are action-oriented, and B, people are balance-oriented, and C, people are comfort-oriented. So that's where I've sort of expanded, given those letters, full words. Okay, action, balance, and comfort. So what does that mean, and how do you figure out if you are an A, B, or C? Okay. So the first thing to know is that the only reason to even think about your personality type at all is because it drives your decisions. It is really, really helpful when you know what your goal is overall on a kind of meta level to come up with a list of questions to ask your veterinarian to make the actual decisions based on what your overall goal is for you and for your dog, and to really help to shape 
your whole cancer journey, I think it's actually one of the first things people should do is really sit there and think, what's my goal here? Some people have a dizzying array of options. They go to an oncologist and they get, you can do surgery, you can do radiation, you can do chemo, and we want to do a combination, or we could do this other thing that's just surgery with a follow-up of radiation six months from now. There's all of these tests that can be done. Then there's diet changes to be made. There's a whole bunch of supplements to consider. And then other people have very few options given to them by their conventional veterinarian. And they still have all of these supplements to consider and dietary changes. And there's also lots of lifestyle changes that can be made. So having something that helps you to tailor and narrow down all of those choices and make them based on what's really best for you will help you to look back on this time, say five, 10 years from now with no regrets. And that's always in my mind, the goal. Well, I guess that's the question. Do you have to be one type over the others? Like, is there always going to be a predominant type for each person? That's an interesting question. This has definitely been something I've been wondering myself because for Rue, for example, our dog Rue, who passed a few weeks ago, I was much more of a type C person. And Kanga, I used to think I was a type B person, but now I'm kind of a type A person because I've seen how much she fights when she's sick to get better. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure that it's really about the person as much as it's about you and your dog together in relationship. So with one dog, you can be a C, Rue, Mm -hmm. and with one dog, you can be an a mm-hmm. Kanga. I believe so. And I believe also perhaps with the same dog at different times of life. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, does that evolve yeah, based my- on how spry the dog is or how spry you are? Because mm-hmm. this takes a personal toll mm-hmm. on you as your dog's primary caregiver. Do you sense that one type is actually better than the others? I mean, it no. sounds like, you know, balance sounds great because it's <laughs> everything in the middle, but is B always better? No, I don't believe so. I, there's no judgment here. This is a totally judgment-free zone. I think it's about what you need and expect and want for yourself and for your dog. And you can hear our whole series on personality types and how that affects how you approach cancer in dogs. Just go to dogcanceranswers.com. And that's the show for today. Thanks for bringing Dog Edition along with you on your walk. If you like what you heard, why not go back and have a listen to some of our other episodes? We've got some great ones in the back catalogue. You can also check out DPN's sister show, The Long Leash, for some of my extended conversations. Next time on Dog Edition, the teen entrepreneur, animal advocate and philanthropist who's making a huge difference to older shelter dogs with something just as simple as a bow tie. Until then, you can head over to dogedition.com and if you want, you can leave us a voicemail and share your thoughts and stories with us. Perhaps we'll use them in a future episode of Dog Edition or somewhere on DPN. Just click on the little blue microphone icon located on the bottom right of every episode page. And of course, if you don't already, follow Dog Edition in your favorite podcast app and give us a review. We'd like five stars if you don't mind. I'm Caroline Winter, your resident newshound. And I'm James Jacobson. Thanks for listening today. If you like the show, please tell a friend at the dog park. On behalf of all of us here at Dog Podcast Network, we wish you and your dog a very warm aloha. Aloha.